0: In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about your victorious Washington Capitals as they take down the L.A. Kings. Let's talk about that next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Cap. So, in this special postcast edition of Locked On Capitals, we will talk about your capitals as they take down the Kings by a score of four to three. And this was a game that uh, the Capitals started off on the wrong foot um, where they didn't have any real production to start the game. And I was thinking to myself, is this going to be another game like Ottawa once again? But they persevered, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But just to kind of go through this game, what my takeaway is on it is the Capitals benefited the most because they, did, they didn't they did spend a lot of time in the penalty box. It was a lot of five-on-five hockey And that's what we talked about. That's what everyone talks about is this Caps team will be in a good position to win if they can play five on five hockey. And they did that uh, for the most part in this game. So hats off to them for playing a really great uh, game. And you know that you saw the infusion of a physical game like I talked about. You saw Hathaway get mixing it up in the background. Um, Or behind the net, rather. So that's what you need, is you need that physical game and the biggest thing. And these are the fundamentals. I'm not saying anything too novel here. you got to stay out of the penalty box. Uh, Darcy Kemper also really played a great game, made at 23 saves on 26 shots. So I don't think we could ask for a lot more uh, from Darcy Kemper. You know, just some of my notes here caps to start off the game, not making the most of the power play for, the, for through the first two periods, as the caps are down by two to start uh, the third and um you know, when you look at this game, again, if you if you were to start this game and look at it and you saw the score through the first two periods, you would have thought to yourself, this is going to be another game like the Ottawa game where they're going to fall and they're going to lose again because it kind of had some of that same flavor, some of that same feeling to it. Uh, but the Caps were able to find a way to persevere, and that's what it's all about. The Caps are doing a better job of staying out of the penalty box, like I said, through the first two periods. But the thing about this game, and I think that was what was kind of stymieing or slowing down the game through the first two periods is low shots on net for both teams Uh, through two periods. It was 13 uh, for the Kings and 15 on the cap. So through two periods, rather low shots on net. And what was the key to the success of the third period? What was the secret sauce was just... Constantly hitting quick with a bunch of different shots, uh, getting different angles, getting different players involved. Uh, You saw some great production by surprise, surprise, the fourth line once again. Fourth line production as Dowd makes it two to one in the third. Snively set him up and it was that puck that kind of bounced over and then Dowd drove it home so just some great production out there well, from the fourth line again that is what we're looking for you're looking for from production on all the different lines but you know to get a primary you know the primary production from your fourth line through the start of the season I think really speaks well of that line but maybe the other lines could kick up the production a little bit and then you're starting to see everyone get involved. It's not just the forwards uh, blue line production as John Carlson scores from the left circle with the equalizer and it's two to two. So that's what I'm talking about. Getting everyone involved in the scoring process and sticking to the fundamentals of staying out of the penalty box. Um, and the physical game, like I talked about, Hathaway lays out Anderson behind the net. A great physical presence late in the game. And you got to think that uh, Peter LaViolette, uh, between the second and third period, said, listen, guys, it's not getting done once again. And I heard all your messages on Twitter. Everyone's saying, you know, that they need to move on from Peter LaViolette and this team sucks again. And people are really so fickle. They turn on this team on a dime. Um, But you got to kind of stick with them. And, you know, you saw the benefit of that. It was a team that came out in the third period, engaged, playing a physical game, and just everyone was pulling on that rope. They were shooting shots from all over the ice. And you saw great production, not just from Ovechkin, not just from Kuznetsov, not from these marquee names on the team. You were seeing it from a lot of different players up and down the lineup. You saw Lars Eller involved in there as well, John Carlson, and just great production all around. Um, I think, you know, a slow start, but a win is a win. And uh, ultimately, we would have liked to have seen that production throughout the entire game, but that wasn't possible. Um, and, and you just didn't see it. So I think that's what the Capitals have to do is they just have to maintain and keep their foot on the gas throughout the game, not just through portions of the game. All right, so after the break here, we will continue to talk about your victorious Washington Capitals as they pick up a W as they take down the LA Kings. We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football in the start of the new basketball season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports, wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline where the game starts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. And I'm talking about, this is a special post-cast edition of the Caps, picking up a big win, a big victory at home, And I could feel it, you know, it was an exciting game, uh, most especially in the third period, because again, you know, as you watch the first two periods, you thought, "Uh oh, here we go again. This is going to be the same thing all over again. Not the case. This Caps team came out in the third period on fire and kind of just really laid the smack down. Um, hits 24 to 12 caps. That's what I'm talking about. Keep that physical game going. I talked about it in the last episode. You don't have Tom Wilson in the lineup, so you're going to need to get the physical game going from other players. Uh, So there were some decent hits going out there. You saw that big hit by Hathaway doing what he does best. And then the big production from the Kings out there. It was tough, you know, at certain points because Doughty 23 shifts, uh, 22-16 ice time out there. He is an iron horse out there for that Kings team. But alas, he wasn't too much uh, for the Capitals. Eller goal from the right circle, three to two. Lazar lost his helmet and had to exit the ice, which led to the scoring opportunity. And if you guys were watching this, at home and i assume you are if you're watching this podcast he was kind of skating side by side with him and his head was down a little bit so what did eller do he took advantage of it and kind of almost semi put him in a pseudo headlock a little bit and kind of pulled the helmet right off the top of his head and guess what when your helmet's off you got to leave leave the ice well his loss was eller's game as he scored a goal you got to get him where you can get him. And if Eller has the hockey IQ and the common sense to know if I can, you know, surreptitiously pop this helmet off and I know he has to leave the ice, then, hey, I'm all about it. And the Caps made good on that. That's some good thinking. Good on Lars Eller. I know he doesn't get enough credit out there, but that moment in particular, good on Lars Eller. Great hockey sense uh, going forward there. Um, Arvidson goal, then it's three to three and then the dagger for the LA Kings as Mojo wrap, wrap around goal, a given goal, wrap around goal, four to three caps. And that was good enough. The caps picked up a dub, they picked up a W and that's what it was all about. Picking up these wins and a big win at home because those wins at home are always more important, aren't they? And, uh, you know, they were talking to, um, Marcus Johansson after the game. And they were talking about, you know, everyone's talking about how this team is so old. This is the team is so old. Uh, this was a, a piece in the Washington hockey. Now they were saying Marcus Johansson, 32, played hero as he and veterans Nick Dowd and John Carlson and Lars Eller struck to power Washington to the comeback win. Plus, Dmitry Orloff had three assists while TJ Oshie notched his fifth point. In the six games, and if you take a look at all the players there, Marcus Johansson, 32, Nick Dowd, 32, Carlson, 32, Lars Eller, 33, Orloff, 31, Oshie, 35, it is definitely not the youngest team. In the NHL by no stretch, but you know, there are certain things about that, that are, that are advantageous for the Washington Capitals. You're not dealing with a lot of green rookies out there. You're dealing with players that have played hockey in the, at the NHL capacity for some time. And what a pleasant surprise. Marcus Johansson has been. That's my take. You know, when they picked him up as this depth guy uh, last season, I mean, I know he's no stranger to the team, but he got bounced around to five different teams in between there. And, you know, it left a lot of Caps fans kind of scratching their head thinking, why did they bring back Mojo to this team? That's why you saw he has some a great skill set, a great hockey IQ, and he makes great goals. And he's saying, you know, don't talk so much about this Caps team being old. We're not that old. While the veterans did play a big role, Johansson wanted to make one thing clear. Age is just a number for Washington. We're not all old, he insisted. I think we still have some guys that can move and skate. We got some D-men back there that can fly too. Experience is good, a good thing. We got guys that can play all situations. We're missing some key pieces right now in our team, and we still have guys that can go out there and pick up big minutes. The experience plays into that. And I think that's the case. You know, that is my biggest takeaway on that, too, is that, you know, don't necessarily look down on the fact that the Caps are a bit of an older team. You know, at some point, are they going to be younger and faster? Sure. Uh, And I know, understand that's the way that the league's going and all that kind of thing. But I think that there is some lemonades with that lemon uh, that uh, you have some experienced guys on this team. You know, can they sometimes get out out skated and outworked by some of the younger guys? Sure. But not always the case. I mean, you're not going to be able to to muscle Alex Ovechkin off, off a puck very easy. So I don't think that we need to concentrate so much on the age of the team. I know it's it's kind of the elephant in the room, if you will. It's a talking point of everyone that talks about this Capitals team and why they're a bubble team is because they're so old and that these young up-and-coming teams are so much better. Let's Let's prove to everyone in the NHL that this Caps team can do it You know, I know it's easy to jump off the deep end and say, you know, the season's lost already. You know, we've only played, you know, uh, just barely any games to start the season. And already people are saying, you know, off with Peter Laviolette. and and this team sucks. Not so fast. I happen to have faith in this team that uh, they can do some things this year. I think they can make it to the playoffs. Are they going to be, are they going to win the president's trophy? I never said that. I never said that. But what I'm saying is I think the players out on the ice right now, um, will stand a great chance chance of making it to the playoffs i know it's so early in the season there could be some major injuries i'm just assessing this based on what i've seen so far going forward in the season there has been some rough patches out there as we know the team isn't you know the record doesn't speak so glowingly of how they are playing right now but You know, what I'm looking at is just building blocks. It's if you lose a game and then you come back or say, you know, like tonight, for example, the first two periods were pretty dry, pretty boring for the Caps, but guess what? They were hell-bent on winning this game in the third period, and by God, they did it. That's what it's all about. It's uh, tenacity and perseverance in winning a hockey game. And hats off to the Capitals for picking up a great win against an L.A. Kings team. And uh, we hope for building blocks as they play the um, New Jersey Devils next. I wonder if they're going to face Vitek Vanacek. I think that would be kind of an interesting thing uh, to watch. The New Jersey Devils are one of the teams that's on the rise. I know kind of the last couple seasons haven't played that well, but all the NHL insiders pick them to be a big improved team. It's going to be a good litmus test for this Caps team, because like I talked about in different podcasts that I host, it doesn't matter if you can um, beat really poor teams. It's can you beat the good teams? Because you have to beat the good teams if you want to win the ultimate prize. And what is that? The Stanley Cup at the end of the season in the summer in June. They want to have the Capitals hoisting the Stanley Cup over their head and say, we did it once again. I know it's a long shot. and Everyone's saying, Dan, what kind of Kool-Aid are you drinking out there? Is it spiked with something? No, I, it's not. And I think that, you know, if you take a look at the players that are out there, you still have Alex Ovechkin. Don't ever sleep on Alex Ovechkin. 50 goals scored last year. These same people, these same detractors that were talking trash about Alex Ovechkin just a few years ago saying they should trade him because he's past his prime, scored 50 goals last year. You know, so never discredit a team, um, you know, and don't sleep on this team. You know, they made big acquisitions, you know, got Kemper and Lindgren and they can only do so much. I get that. Uh, The defense does need some work. I'm not saying that there's no need for improvement. The defense needs to work on it, but it's the baby steps. It's the stepping stones. It was the game tonight where they didn't spend so much darn time in the penalty box, right? That is the big thing. But, you know, one of the things they have to work on is capitalizing on the power play. A little bit more of that. You know, they didn't make great on that opportunity tonight. So, Again, it's about, you know, kind of widening the lens. It's about taking the face off the clock and really looking at the gears of this Capitals team and saying, you know, it's not perfect, but they're going in the right direction. That's my assessment. That's my take. Despite what all the other, you know, people that cover this team think, my assessment at the end of the day, for me anyway, as a fan of this team, that's what I am, a fan of this team. Uh, I think that they do have what it takes. Um, You just got to be a bit patient, and I think good things will come. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday, available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this bonus edition, this post-cast edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.